every decision they make can have an effect on our lives. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. America's not the same as it was 100 years ago. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats. This is Our Lives in Politics with your host Booker and co-host Lou Basada. Conservatives behave and act like their job is merely to slow down the advance of progressivism, or at least to block it from gaining more and more ground. In reality, conservatives have to work to destroy progressive advances on the American constitutional order and replace them with sound political and moral principles. Achieving this will require building and moving and taking action, not a political fight, but a greater responsibility of self-governing, a self-governing authority that can be much better and can provide the things we need more than what a national government can do. The Federalist Papers address these things, where we can read how Americans must be constitutional people. How can conservatives maintain this virtuous republic? Those are some of the words written by Richard Reich, the director at the B. Kenneth Simon Center for American Studies at the Heritage Foundation. And, of course, I added a few of my own as I paraphrased some of that there. That was from a piece that he wrote in February of this year, 2023, as he broke down a book, believe it or not, that was written 60 years ago. In 1963, the conservative affirmation was written by Wilmore Kendall, he was a political scientist and a professor. The book was released again just last year in 2022. At the time of its original release, there were contrast and comparisons made with progressive ideology books, like the one written by Charles Frankel called Democratic Prospect. It's interesting that in the conservative affirmation by Kendall, he suggests that an authoritative statement of conservatism in the U.S., can be attained by going back to the intention of the founders that was written in the Federalist Papers. There, they wrote, equal treatment of persons before the law with the formation of public policy through deliberations of virtuous agents rather than numerical majorities is the way to go. Kendall favored congressional majority, as he thinks it was more sober and closer to the people. Kendall noticed that Liberals favored presidential majority to weaken a Congress and also weaken the power of the people. And I'm bringing this up to point out a few things. First, this liberal conservative argument has been alive and well since the inception of this country. Sixty years ago, it was still alive when this book was written. Today, it may feel this is all new, but we've been here before. We've been here since the beginning. 247 years ago. So the question is, are the Republicans and the 118th Congress just slowing down socialism, or are they contributing to it? I'm Booker Scott. I hope you had a great week, and thanks for joining me here on America Out Loud Talk Radio or wherever you listen to your podcast. As you know, Congress had to take a vacation. They've been gone for about four or five weeks. Well, now they're coming back. They're coming back into session. And what has the Republican majority done? What have they done so far with the power that they so craved? 
We wanted Nancy Pelosi to be gone. We fought so hard. We were expecting a red wave. The expectations were great. We didn't quite get it, but we got enough to do, do something. But what, what exactly are they doing? To me, it seems like they're only there to block or slow down liberalism, just as Wilmore Kendall wrote in 1963. There have been many investigations. Hutter, the Biden crime family, whistleblowers are coming out of the woodwork, the weaponization of government to censoring speech through big tech and social media. Along the way, they raised the debt ceiling to allow another $4 trillion to be added to the debt in just two years. Now, there is no budget to vote on, even though it's due the end of September, and it is every year, which brings them to another crisis. Shut down the government or a continuing resolution, which means they will continue to spend from Nancy's Pelosi budget until they can get their act together and pass a budget that can be passed by the Senate. So what are your thoughts on this Congress? What, what are your thoughts on Kevin McCarthy? Was it worth your vote to give the Republicans the majority. To find out these answers and your feelings, I think it's always a good idea to get the pulse of the people. And to do that, I like to go into Twitter spaces. It's been a few months since I've done that, but we're going to do that tonight. We're going to do it right now. I'm going to call it an X space because that's what Elon Musk has chosen to change the name of the company to. And we're going to start things off with Cuervo in Texas. Cuervo, go ahead. You have the floor. Booker, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things I do watch a very specific um, talk track in Congress. Um, and, and in this 118th Congress, um, there's a bill that's being uh, it's it's being pushed in the Senate side. Um, it's uh, the Domestic Terrorism Act of 2023. I don't have the actual bill number. It's S2153, I think. But the problem I have with this bill is that it was first introduced in the 115th, uh, the 115th session of Congress, and it's been progressing um, into where we're at now. What this Domestic Terrorism Act bill does is, is, it, is it's trying to create a new federal agency to target, uh, I'm going to use air quotes here, domestic terrorism. And so the reason I want to bring want to bring some attention to this is that, well, first it was first introduced in 2018 following Charlottesville, which we now know um, the person that organized that was a Biden voter in 2020, and it's being progressed now into this 118th session of Congress um, with no, I don't think there's really any pushback by Kevin McCarthy or Republicans in Congress. And why I'm calling, uh, calling this out is that what the bill is designed to target is white supremacy and neo-Nazi, but there is no mention in these bills about Antifa, um, BLM, or any other terrorist activities in the United States that have occurred over the last, you know, five or six years. So, um, I, I hope that's my issue with this current 118th Congress and, and Kevin McCarthy is that they're not pushing back on probably one of the most detrimental bills, worse than the Patriot Act. Uh, thank you for 
Uh, Cuervo, let me come back to you. What What do you think Kevin McCarthy should do to that bill? Is it? Do you think that this bill is going to sit around until the Democrats hope that they regain power in the House in twenty twenty five, or or can they kill it somehow? Well, well, here here's I think they should kill it. But here's the problem with Congress, and this is all of Congress. Okay, these people will go along to get along when they see something like what happened in Florida that let. Laura Loomer reported on, they just see images that, oh my God, there's a neo-Nazi, there's there's white supremacy neo-Nazi problem in America, and the Republic, it, I believe, in my humble opinion, that those acts by these people who seem to be, based on Laura Loomer's reporting, um, con- connected to federal agencies. And so my point is that if they're if you have this group putting out in the public sphere something that looks like neo-Nazi and white supremacy, is that putting pressure on Republican members of Congress to go along to get along with a bill whose intended target is not neo-Nazis and white supremacists, it's anybody who they claim, they meaning the government claim, are neo-Nazis and white supremacists, which would include me, I guess, because I'm a MAGA Republican. Um, So I have a a really big issue with that bill, and I think everybody should. Thank you, Cuervo. And for those listening on America Out Loud Talk Radio, Laura Loomer is someone that ran for Congress a couple of times in South Florida. She is also an independent reporter. She does good work, and what what happened over the weekend, what he's referring to, for you that don't have social media, maybe you didn't see it, But Laura Loomer was in Orlando, and Altamont Springs is just north of Orlando on I-4. There's an overpass there as you get north of Orlando, and that's where these neo-Nazis were. Laura Loomer, as an independent journalist, she confronted those, uh, quote, neo-Nazi guys on on that overpass. Uh, To me, it all smelled from the beginning. It still smells because uh, I know that road really well because I used to drive it every day when I worked in Orlando and there isn't a whole lot of traffic on the overpass and you're going so fast on I-4. If anyone knows I-4, it's it's a nightmare. You're, you're moving through there at 80 miles an hour. So it just smelled funny to me, the, the whole thing as to why they would be where they were. But but that's what Cuervo was referencing there. Let's, let's go to Miles. Miles lives in the uh, way mid-northwest in Minnesota, I believe. Is that right, Miles? Yes, you're correct. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and um, you talk about the 118th Congress should have an asterisk by that because they know what happened in 2020, and they know 116. They know exactly what happened. So um, there should be an asterisk because it's an illegitimate that's in, in office there. So, uh, having said that, now, now some people are not going to like what I'm going to say, but uh, your uh, leader picked him. Uh, Trump picked Kevin McCarthy. I watched the selection process. I know it went 15 rounds. I know who was on the phone with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I know that Trump picked McCarthy. So... Um, you try to figure this out at some other time and, uh, thanks for taking my call booker. You can edit this, 
later. <laughs> I know you have the case. <laughs> hey, Miles, let me let me ask you what what would you have Kevin McCarthy and the Republican Congress do about those things that you mentioned? Uh, you talked about January 6th. You talked about the election of 2020. You're not alone. So many people still believe that the election of 2020 was rigged or stolen. Politically, I don't think it's necessarily the most positive way to get votes in the middle of the country. But you have a legitimate point and opinion, and I appreciate that. So what do you think they should do about that in Congress? How would you like to see them acting? Well, so far, I give them a D. I don't give them a fail because they are are having hearings and they're exposing the best of their ability. I do like Homer. I like what Comer's doing. So I think that this is all about class and exposure right now. Um, But uh, as far as McCarthy, um, like I said, I think that he was put in place there to maybe um, do some things uh, moving forward. But uh, he's listening to, uh, (laughs) like, let's say he's the puppet and Trump is the puppet master. So we'll see how that plays out. I think there's things that we haven't seen happen yet. Okay, thank you, Miles. And uh, let's let's stay right there, kind of on the subject that that you were talking about, because uh, I see all these investigations. I watch the hearings. I do shows on the hearings, and you're listening. You know I do a lot of shows on hearings, and a lot of truth has come out. And I do agree with you, Miles, that the purpose of that was for exposure. The problem is they're not getting much airplay. The mainstream media isn't exposing it to the voters. And uh, I guess part of my frustration is now with this 118th Congress, we keep hearing that there is going to be an, uh, an impeachment inquiry. If you guys don't know what an inquiry is, that is an investigation. And in a lot of ways, I think Kevin McCarthy is starting to box himself in into places that he doesn't want to be. And this would be one of them because an impeachment inquiry starting this late is going to get into the election season, and then people on the left are going to say it's only for political reasons that they're doing this. It's nothing. And they'll try to debunk it that way. That's that's one thing. Another, another thought I have on uh, the investigation is when you go back to 2019, the senators Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley, they did a full report on everything that Hunter Biden had done. And it had everything in there. 80% of what the Congress is exposing now was already exposed prior to the 20 election. And, and this report was released about the same time that Hunter Biden's laptop wasn't real. A lot of people forget about that. But I would have thought that someone as a Republican senator would have communicated with Kevin McCarthy and the leadership in the Republican House to say, here's all this information. And I know that they really did. And I'm a little bit facetious there. But why didn't they hit the ground running with an impeachment inquiry starting in February when they gained control and Kevin McCarthy became the speaker, if they had all all of that information that was in that report. Uh, in that report, it said there were foreign nationals from all the countries that Congress is now exposing. It exposed the $3.5 million that came from Russia. It was in the report. That is that not enough? Uh, how, much, how much money is enough? Uh, is it 20 shell companies, 30 shell companies? Is it seventeen million? Is it three and a half million? How much money is enough to start an impeachment inquiry? So why didn't they start that eight months ago? 
And I've got a problem with that. Let's go to Alvarez. Alvarez is in California. Yes. Hi, Booker. In, enjoying your show. You know, I, I hate to always pick on this, but from my point of view, leadership or the lack thereof is always the issue. I mean, what we have here is we have the illusion of a pushback. And I can point to May 23rd, 2023, when when uh, Representative uh, Luna from Florida introduced House Resolution 437. And that resolution was to censor, condemn, and fine uh, Adam Schiff, half of what the Russia investigation costs, which uh, his fine would have been $16 million. So that meant that, that the American people spent $32 million on these endless investigations that uh, go nowhere. 20 of our Republicans, many of whom are diehard or have pitched themselves as being diehard like conservatives and that share our worldview, voted with the Democrats. So I have an opportunity here tonight, and I invite everyone uh, to join your local Tea Party movement or go to your city council. And, and when you get an opportunity to speak to your representative, ask them what was in their mind. What's their thinking? How can you justify this? Two weeks later, after they um, uh, omitted the fine in early June, those 20 uh, uh, Republicans then endorsed uh, like censoring Adam Schiff, but with no financial fine in there. So just like E-Verify, the mechanism that's supposed to be able to verify um, uh, uh, status, like citizenship status, our side, our Republican side, they feign that they are actually on our side because had they, E-Verify would have been mandatory instead of voluntary. I, I'm much more able to deal with uh, in, uh, um, opposition that uh, overtly does not share my belief system. What I have a problem with are people like Kevin McCarthy and a whole host of the uh, elites in, in the GOP who actually uh, do not mean what they say. They are their fellow travelers with our adversaries. Alvarez, let me ask you this. Everybody, every person has good qualities and bad qualities. And we can pick apart Kevin McCarthy all we want, but he has to have some good qualities. Do you see any good qualities in him? Well, he must have the good qualities within him to rise to the level. I'm not blaming Kevin McCarthy for the system as it as it is, many of us have have seen uh, how good people, good and honest people, uh, don't want to get involved in the system. Ross Perot said you could take the most virtuous man you've ever met, drop him in Washington D.C. and come back in six months, and you wouldn't recognize him. So, yeah, there must be something likable, uh, some kind of a leadership quality. Uh, but I also wanted to just quickly address uh, a comment about Donald Trump the other uh, that was made. Look, the enemy of my enemy is not my, or, or the friend of my enemy is not my enemy, meaning that imagine if you would, that you were going into a corporate environment, you're an outsider, you, you're picked by the stockholders to be the CEO of this corporation, and you are a person who is a reformer, and you want to point out the uh, the in, in the inefficiencies and the corruption within that corporate. What do you think your percentage uh, chance would be to be successful? I, I I've gone through something like that. I think people put way too much emphasis on Donald Trump and that we set him up to fail. He he has to listen to somebody uh, when it comes to advice. 
who were who were we to pick other than Kevin McCarthy or what Paul Ryan? I doubt it. Let's give Donald Trump a break. Thank you, Alvarez. Let's go to Ultra in uh, Florida. I think North Central Florida. Ultra, the floor is yours. Well, um, as far as Kevin McCarthy is concerned, I never trusted him. I never, ever understood why Trump backed him. I just could not understand it. And um, if there is somebody that has an answer as to why um, I wish they would explain it because I still don't understand it. But um, I lost total, total respect for Marjorie Taylor Greene when she was pushing him. I mean, I guess I just go off what I see. I don't really have a lot of time to go in and investigate what he does. But um, from what I've seen, he's done nothing. Absolutely nothing. He said he's going to release all those hours of, um, you know, the J6. He's done nothing. He has absolutely done nothing. And I'm so tired of hearing that they're going to impeach Biden. That's another thing. Um, so it's just, you know, it, it seems like it's just an endless circle of them telling us what we want to hear to keep us happy. And um, I like I think I'm like so many people that were just tired of hearing it. Do something. Do something. Be effective. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Those are just my opinions. So let's let's get back to the conversation. The 118th Congress and Kevin McCarthy pass or fail so far in nine months. What were your expectations? By the way, if you're listening on America Out Loud Talk Radio, you are listening to a live Twitter space or an X space. I don't know if I'll ever get used to that. I don't know if anyone will. It's probably always going to be Twitter to most of us. But anyway, that's what you're listening to right now here on the network, and we appreciate you listening. And we're just trying to get opinions, get the pulse of the people here so you can hear that there are other people that are thinking just like you. One thing to watch as the Congress comes back into session this week is going to be Matt Gates. He seems to be a little bit hot under the collar right now, and it seems like he be, may be making a move to make a vote for vacating the seat and getting rid of Kevin McCarthy. He's not going to have the votes. And if you remember back to when Kevin McCarthy was trying to get elected and all of those votes, what was it? 16 finally, it was 15 failed votes. And on the 16th vote they did, one of the concessions was that it only took one person to bring a motion to vacate to a vote. And I, I want to point that out, that that's just bringing the motion to vacate. That doesn't mean one person can oust him. So I, I don't think he would ever get the votes. But I, we may see uh, Matt Gates do that just as a message because he was one of those 19 people that held out for several different concessions, one of those being that they can't do an omnibus, which the omnibus is important right now because, as we know, there is no budget for September 29th. And they're coming back to work, and they have two weeks to pass a budget that the Senate will agree with, and that's never going to happen. So then we get to the continuing resolution that I started the hour with and started talking about. There are a couple of different ways that the continuing resolution can happen. They can pass a clean continuing resolution, and I mentioned this. All that will do is continue the Nancy Pelosi spending from last year's budget. Another thing they can do is try to add an addendum where they can pull back some of the funding from maybe some of the special counsel like uh, Jack Smith or maybe some of these others. Uh, they, they can use the power of the purse, but then they have to get that voted through. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's simple because 
you know, then it's going to be Democrats probably voting again to pass something that the Republicans are doing. And I don't think the Republicans will, will uh, the Democrats are going to pass anything with pulling money from Jack Smith or anywhere else. Um, so I, that's another, another way that I think Kevin McCarthy has really boxed himself in right there. We're coming up on a break, and uh, we're going to come back into this X space in just a moment. We want you to stay right where you are. More is coming on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix Rx throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix Rx banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. 
Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to Our Lives and Politics here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm Booker Scott. Appreciate you being here. And we are in the middle of an X space. And what that is, it's an area of a social media company X, or it used to be Twitter, where you can create an audio, I don't know what to call it, community, where you can have a conversation. And that's what you're do- what we're doing. And that's what you're hearing here tonight on America Out Loud Talk Radio. While you're here and listening, why don't you download the, the app? Uh, great content. Dr. Peter McCullough's show is on there. Uh, so much more. Tom Renz, uh, Dr. Paul Alexander, a lot of great conservative programming 24 hours a day seven days a week you can also go to america out loud dot news now back to this twitter space i'm going to keep calling it twitter space i can't stop uh, let's go to louisiana louisiana go ahead hi booker thanks for having me katie here with louisiana sister squad podcast um, so I just had a little take on Kevin McCarthy and just thinking back to, you know, him being voted in and it was very dramatic. I really appreciated seeing the exercise, you know, happening in real time. I felt like that was very intriguing. Um, I am more of an optimistic person. And even though. I wish it would have been Trump being the Speaker of the House so then, you know, we could get him fast-tracked to the presidency, conspiracy-minded a little. I like that idea, too. I, I, I always like that idea. I used to push that conspiracy. Right? And so um, just everybody was saying he's Nancy Pelosi 2.0. I just feel like it's... A, same thing that, you know, kind of constantly happens in politics is there's so many people pulling strings and the ropes of people and control uh, that it's really hard to figure out what's going on there. So I will say, since the question is, does he pass or fail? I would say you I'll give him like a D plus. So not quite a failing grade because, uh, again, I guess it's just my more optimistic side speaking. I'm glad that, you know, the Republicans are in charge. But, man, I just 
want to see so much more from our government. I'll take this opportunity to say that at the end of the day, no matter what kind of political games they're playing, is that I personally have not lost faith in the American people. I believe that we're stronger and unified than the media will ever lead us to believe. And this political theater, even though it's entertaining, it's also divisive. And so I would just say, have a conversation with your neighbor and get active locally, because at the end of the day, Kevin McCarthy is not affecting my neighborhood. I care about that first. Thanks for having me. Great, great comments. And, you know, I started this hour with that Wilmer Kendall, who wrote that book 60 years ago. And uh, let me let me say again what what he said. It's not about stopping or slowing down liberalism. It's about destroying the liberal advances. That's what he thinks conservatism is. Why don't we have fighters that think that way? Again, this book was written 60 years ago. All they are doing is trying to slow down things. And and I even I know that that some of you guys have said the same thing. If we can just slow them down for a couple of years, if we can slow down the left and and everything that we see, but is slowing down enough or, or should we destroy their liberal ideology? And it is a huge ideology. And right now it's one that that we're losing that fight. Uh, Let's go back to miles. Miles, go ahead. Yeah. Booker, you're right. Saying that this movement has, Lots of different opinion. I think you might be wrong saying that thousands of people might agree with my opinion. So as far as McCarthy, I think um, once they get back into session, I do uh, agree that they should have uh, an inquiry with an impeachment because we know what that's going to entail. It's going to bring out more information about the Biden family. And that has to be put out there I don't want Biden impeached. I want Trump to run against him. If that, if the other side wants to change that, let them change that. I mean, look at the guy. He's red-pilling more people than we could on a daily basis with what he does. So leave him there. He's, he's just, just a hot mess. So this is what I want. I don't want them to impeach him. Now, if they 25th Amendment him, that's going to be different. We, we keep, really don't have any control over that. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting because who are they going to replace him with? And then I can also bring up, if you don't like McCarthy, who do you want to replace McCarthy? And remember what Trump said. He was asked about being Speaker of the House, and he said, no, no, we have some other plans. And he also said... Be careful what you wish for. And I'll hand back the mic. Thanks. Let's go back to Louisiana. Louisiana, the floor is yours. Go ahead. So on that note, that's why I didn't give him a fail, just in case someone in the government says that Katie Truther girl said Kevin McCarthy's got to go. I would not be okay with that, with the fear of who else would be in place. So I'm with Miles on that. And when it comes to standing up to the radical left, I and many other patriotic Americans don't believe in just 
postponing it a little bit. We want it stopped totally. And that just goes back to my point about being involved locally, going to your school board meetings, running for committeemen, um, you know, even taking up the office of mayor or, or, or whatever, um, is to get active and let your voices be heard because it is a total psyop that your voice is going to be used against you. You know what? That could absolutely happen and it could kind of ruin some things for you. That's why you have to know who your neighbors are, that they're going to stand with you. And at the end of the day, we can't be afraid to lose so little because so much is at risk. Well said. That is well said. Let me reset. Let me reset this room a little bit on what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, whether it's a pass or a fail for Kevin McCarthy in the 118th Congress and exactly what have they done. You know, we talked about the investigations. Uh, let's talk about Mayorkas. What about those investigations? Should I play the show that I did where it proved that he lied under oath? Do you want to hear that? Shouldn't he be impeached? And of course, if he was impeached, they would just bring someone else in like him. But why didn't they do that? They had they had enough to impeach him uh, back in March. That was all the way back in March. Uh, what about Merrick Garland? Uh, weaponization of the Department of Justice. How much information do they need there? Uh, that's I think that's my frustration with the Republicans. There isn't much fight there. And now, like I said earlier, you're almost getting too close into the election cycle where it could be used against you, those, uh, those things. Uh, what Miles said a few minutes ago about impeaching Biden, uh, he's not going to be removed. Uh, you know, regardless of that, I don't think they're ever going to get to an impeachment. Uh, they're, they're to the point now, only to the point of an impeachment inquiry after nine months. And uh, you guys heard what I said a few minutes ago about the, the Johnson-Grassley report. Most of that information was available in 2019. The report was finished prior to the election in 20. It came out in October of 20. So they most of that information they already knew. Uh, so they, they're, they're playing games up there. And then uh, raising the debt ceiling. Are, are we okay with that? Uh, we're going to be to $35 trillion in debt, $36 trillion in debt. The Republicans have power of the purse. And power of the purse is adding $4 trillion in two years. Is that conservative? Is that what we voted for? Is that what we were hoping for? So... With that, I reset the room a little bit, and let's let's go to see if there are any hands. Uh, I know that uh, Spider-Man has been really quiet here in this hour. Spider-Man, I know you have to have something to say, and he is in Georgia. Spider-Man, go ahead. You have the floor. Actually, uh, I, I raised my hand there for a minute, um, and you just nailed everything I was going to say, so I don't want to be an echo chamber, but no, you, you, you hit it spot on. Thank you. So that that is the question. Pass or fail for the 118th Congress with Kevin McCarthy? And, uh, yeah, who do you replace him with? I don't know. I don't have that answer. Uh, but our conservatives going to continue to allow this liberal progressivism to run over us. That's what's happening. You, you saw what happened in Chino County, California, where this judge has now allowed the school to keep from parents uh, whether their child is being transitioned. We're... Where does this stuff end? Where does it stop? We're just trying to slow it down for a couple of years? For what? If this is the Republican Party that we have, 
and we're going to put our hope in for something better, why? Because they're, they're not fighting for us. Kevin McCarthy is not fighting for the conservatives of this country. And I know most of the people here in this Twitter space, maybe you're on America Out Loud to talk radio right now. Maybe you felt the same way when Kevin McCarthy went through all of those votes to be approved. I wasn't excited about it. And I know you probably weren't either. And I don't know who would be better. But in my opinion, there has to be someone somewhere that's better. Let's go back to Spider-Man in Georgia. Spider-Man, go ahead. Uh, thank you, Booker. Um, McCarthy, all he did was throw us all a bunch of red meat, right? And then as soon as he got the gavel, he moonwalked out of it, out of everything that he said he was going to do. <clears throat> and uh, watching Marjorie Taylor Greene get all googly-eyed with him and everything else, I was like, I'm looking at that going, excuse me. I thought you were supposed to be fighting it. Oh, man. It just, I voted for her twice. She'll never get my vote again. But uh, pass or fail, I'm going to tell you right now, I believe, honestly, he failed. He mm-hmm. failed the American people. Mm-hmm. He, he failed us. Um, because you don't you don't tell me you're going to do a bunch of junk and then turn and go the opposite direction. That's that's not what I voted for. And what, what, and what, what a couple of those things that he promised uh, during that negotiation to become speaker, 80, 87,000 IRS agents. Nothing has been done about that. That was going to be right from the beginning. And still, to this day, nothing has been done. And as I mentioned, uh, they raised the debt ceiling. Now look at what they're doing. They're doing a continuing resolution to get to a point where they can pass a budget. And, uh, you know, the budget is going to be, uh, you know, keep in mind back when when they did the debt ceiling raising that the this $6 trillion budget is based on COVID spending. So when they said cut a half a billion dollars, they're spending $5.5 trillion. Prior to COVID, it was $4 trillion. So we're spending $1.5 trillion more than we were prior, and there's no reason in the world to do it. What is better because of the extra money that we're spending? What are we wasting it on? Uh, $200 billion in PPP is missing. You remember that? Your neighbor, they qualified for PPP. They stole that money. $200 billion. So far, the FBI and the Department of Justice has collected about $80 million of that $200 billion that got away in fraud. So do you trust your government? Do you trust your 118th Congress? That's what we're talking about. Let's go back to Miles. Miles in Minnesota. Thanks, Booker. So I think you asked your question a little too early. School's still in session. Um, The final exam is coming up pretty quick here, and we'll see if they pass or fail on their exam. But if you want an answer right now, I will say fail. For what they've done up to this point, it's a fail. Thank you. Hey, Miles, let let me come back to you. Yeah, you say we're still in session. We have an election cycle that is, you know, it's kind of still early, but we're about to get into it full force here in another three, four, five months. So what's your expectations now as they come back into session and you're looking for something to say, okay, they did a good job. What does that look like in your mind? That's why I said uh, the final exams coming up right now with all the things that are in play that you've been talking about. 
as far as the debt ceiling and, you know, certain hearings that we can have right now. Okay, so now let's go to Mike Engelman in southern Indiana. I happen to know that this is a guy that not only tries to tell people what they can do to make a difference, but he leads by example. He's running for city council in his his area of southern Indiana. If you're there, look for him and vote for him as he flips seats in his own city. And, and Louisiana mentioned it earlier. It's something that we can do. There's nothing more important than our own community and our own state. And that's that's where we can really self-govern. And forget about the national politics stuff. But right now we are talking about the 118th Congress and Kevin McCarthy. So, Mike, the floor is yours. Well, the 118th Congress has been lousy. Uh, McCarthy basically went back on his word and there's not been a motion to vacate him. Matt Gates is threatening it if he doesn't hold impeachment of somebody. Hell, I think Biden. But uh, they ought to be impeaching Mayorkas. Chris Ray and Merrick Garland, that's who they ought to be impeaching. Biden should be impeached, too. And I'm tired of these Republicans that say, well, it's too divisive and it's too political bull. Uh, look what the Democrats did to Trump, you know, impeached him over a phone call. And J6, neither one, um, you know, we all know the history of that. They've got enough evidence. They're just uniparty. And they, you know, if you put the Democrats back in charge of the House, uh, it'll be worse than what it was before. So it's just terrible. You know, it, there's zero leadership and they're just gutless and they're just uniparty. What would you consider a success? You know, I asked Miles that question earlier and I don't think he could really come up with an answer. Maybe I put him on the spot unfairly. But is, is there some way that the 118th Congress and Kevin McCarthy can redeem themselves before the election in November of 24 to you? Can they redeem themselves to you? And and what would that look like? Well, the debt ceiling is one thing. Um, shut her down. Let yeah. it fly. I'd like, and I'd like to see some real. You know, they're always subpoenaing people. I know that's a process that just goes nowhere. Start holding impeachment hearings. I think that's a thing that can redeem themselves somewhat, and they could probably grow their majority if they would just grow a set of balls and do it. Yeah, that's one way. Or two ways. Okay, thanks, Mike. We may come back to you. Let's go to Johnny in Georgia. Johnny, do you have any thoughts on Kevin McCarthy and the 118th Congress? Yeah, I think um, I think he should be removed. Uh, I think immediately you have to you have to stand for something. I mean, the guy went in there under uh, saying he was going to do all this stuff, and they said, "Oh, he's going to be forced to do it." And I think it's time for him to to be removed and someone that can actually do what they say needs to be placed there. But I just don't know who that would be. Uh, I was definitely um, disappointed with our homegirl here, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, when she supported him. But uh, I don't know what that was all about. It just it really puzzles me that um, he has done nothing. I mean, he has absolutely done nothing, Kevin McCarthy, since he's been in there, really, except uh, steer the pot up a little bit and act like he was in charge. And uh, I don't expect anything from him. We need someone that actually has a, a backbone that's actually willing to try. But I think that's what we've had for a long time is people that get in there and they say they're going to do something and they just don't do anything. Uh, but we can make a difference. But we got to get the right people in there. And I, I don't think these career politicians are, are good for the country. I, I think that's what the real problem is. Uh, that's why Trump uh, is a breath of fresh air for the country because He's a businessman. He tries to look at things a little more realistically, 
And he understands you can't spend like $5 trillion when you only take it in like $4 trillion because that's a deficit of a trillion dollars. So something has to be done about all this spending, uh, all this borrowing. Uh, our country is becoming weaker and weaker uh, under the um, policies that we're under now. I mean, it's, it's really, and it's, it's amazing how people just allow this to keep happening and uh, keep butting in people like that. And they can look at Biden and even think he's done a good job. But we know that he uh, he seriously cheated to get in there. I don't think he really got more than about 20 million votes. And uh, I think it was really just a, a massive fraud. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think uh, so many people agree with you. And uh, hopefully that will not happen again in 24. And we can have some confidence that our votes count. Uh, we just need to overwhelm them. If we overwhelm them, they, they can't cheat enough, can they? Uh, let's go to Razor. Razor, thank you. Your hand's up. You have the floor. Yeah, I think uh, – thanks. I appreciate it. I, I think you asked what, what needs to be done, what does success look like. I think the base, the base level measurement of success is to meet the level of um, escalated aggression that's been used against conservatives – like if you've got a, a Republican or a conservative in there and he's going to do to them what they've been doing to us, then that would should be the base level. You've got, you know, you, you've got uh, Democrats weaponizing, you know, institutions of government against the citizens in order to maintain power. And you can barely get the, the Republicans and the conservatives on board to to do anything against these people so i'm not saying that a conservative should escalate you could let the you can let the democrats and the and the liberals escalate things but you have to make it known that if they're going to impeach our president over something as silly as that we are going to do that as well when we take when you take power if you don't at least at least meet the level of aggression uh in political gamesmanship you're going to lose you're bringing a knife to a gunfight and that's that's the you know the only admirable quality I've ever said about the Democrats and and the left is their tenacity when they fight mm-hmm. and they scrap like they don't care they don't stop their appetite for government control is insatiable and the problem is is the appetite for liberty and freedom among people who are meant to defend our liberty and freedom is not equally is insatiable and that's why we're losing we're losing because we don't fight as hard as they do. You have the truth on your side. What's the problem? Yeah. And th- and there's I don't I don't know what what the what the reason is why they don't want to escalate it. I don't know if it's some sort of a moral high ground. But if you do not fight with the if you do not have the same resolve as your enemy, you're you're not going to win. And that's the that would be a success to me. A group that just wants to fight as hard as they're being fought against. You may have come in late. And by the way, thank you for those comments. I think you really summed it up well on what we expect and why so many people are frustrated right now because we don't see the fight and we kind of see them rolling over. But if you missed the beginning of this show and the beginning of this hour, I brought up a guy by the name of Wilmore Kendall who wrote the book The Conservative Affirmation. He did that in 1963. And this is what he said. He said, it's not about stopping or slowing down liberalism. It's about destroying the liberal advances. And I think that is my expectation. And 
I think that's what you're saying. Is that what you're saying as well? Well, that too, that that would stop the liberal advances, advances I think. But at the same time, we have to recognize we have to, the, the Western civilization has to reverse course. You cannot just, I mean, Reagan put the finger in the dam for a while and that was great. The 80s were good. We saw how successful it was. But to say that, to, to, to be content with just stopping the advance, that's a short-term goal. The long-term goal has to be to reverse course. And I remember I read a, you know, a book by Whitaker Chambers called Witness. And Whitaker Chambers was a, you know, a former Soviet spy, became a born-again Christian and testified against uh, spies that were in uh, the government uh, under his control. And he said, if our resolve does not match the resolve of, of these socialists and communists, it's over. You know, the, 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 the pages of, our, of, of Western civilization's history is already being written. So that's, that's where, like, and, and it doesn't take massive amounts of numbers. I mean, it does take a lot of votes, but it does take, you know, you, you have one, two, three people with a, with, with the, with a rock solid resolve. Uh, they're going to inspire other people and no, no, no better example than Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump, when his people were attacked by John McCain, he went after him and sewered him. Who does that? He said, you don't get to attack my people like that. You piece of garbage you may have been a hero at one point but you're a loser now and and that is why i think he was so popular he was scrappy he uh and you know i've i've always said you have to have three things to win uh i used to say that you had to have three be three things in the united states to win as president you had to be conservative you had to be articulate which means you had to be able to articulate the position and you got to be scrappy and ronald reagan was all three of those Donald Trump, he wasn't overly articulate. At first, he wasn't that conservative, but he's scrappy. And that's that's the biggest thing that conservatives are craving, craving right now, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. We're coming to the end of this hour and this show. And we are in a Twitter space, an X space. And I'm going to go to Ultra for the last words. Let's go back to Florida and Ron DeSantis land to Ultra to finish this. Oh, thanks a lot, Booker. Um, Ron DeSantis is a fantastic governor, but I feel like he kind of wasted my vote to be president. And um, no, I will not vote for him as president. It will not happen. Um, He is a fantastic governor. But beyond that, I don't know who is backing him. I know the Bushes are. And uh, I don't know. He just does not have my vote as a president. He has my vote as a governor, period. Booker, on the pass or fail, I'm going to say fail, uh, being in the former Marine. Uh, one thing that bugs me on that, one of the bills is the IRS agents that they're hiring. Uh, I read a statistic that there's 185,000 total people working for the IRS. And in the Marines, currently, we have 177,000 serving active duty. That that boggles my mind. It's frustrating. And the other thing would be the January 6th uh, videotapes have not been released. That is absolutely inhumane and disgusting. That is my two cents, and I love listening to you, brother. You're awesome. Well, thank you for those words, and also thank you to everyone in that Twitter space that participated. That that ends that space. You know, it's so important for us to hear your opinions and for everyone else to hear those opinions. There's so many people that probably think just like you. And when they hear your feelings and your opinions, it helps so much. I also want to thank all the people that were in that room, in that space, that didn't take a microphone for whatever reason. I really want to thank them for for being there and and participating by supporting 
You know, the last speaker there mentioned the IRS and, and all those agents. I recall a hearing back earlier this year that Janet Yellen was doing with the House Ways and Means. And it came out in that hearing, the budget for the IRS prior to COVID was $15 billion a year. Now, last year, when they passed the omnibus that we were talking about earlier in the hour, it went to $80 billion. Now this year, even though they haven't spent that 80 billion yet, it's, it's been allocated, but they haven't spent it all. It's not earmarked yet. They're asking for 40 billion more dollars this year. That's 25 billion more dollars than what would the, the budget was prior to COVID. Does anybody know why? Why, why is the IRS needing $40 billion when it only required $15 billion just a few years ago? The spending is out of control. The Republicans have the power of the purse, but what are they doing with it? I want to go back to where we started this hour. I'm going to read this to you. Conservatives behave and act like their job is merely to slow the advance of progressivism, or at least block it from gaining more and more ground. In reality, conservatives have to work to destroy progressive advances on the American constitutional order and replace them with sound political and moral principles. There is a lot of work that we have to do, but we can do it. We can do it. We can get it done. And let's push back this progressivism in this country. And let's get back to the Constitution. What about that? There's an idea for you. Thanks a lot for joining us this week on Our Lives in Politics. As always, I'd like to remind you that 2,000 years ago, you were told you are the salt of the earth. And salt without flavor, it has no value. It was just thrown on the ground to be stepped on. You're the salt of the earth, so be salty. I'm Booker Scott. We'll do it again next week. Have yourself a great week. You've been listening to Our Lives in Politics on the America Out Loud Network. Ooh.